Man, all right. So I was in Salt Lake City, went to get lunch for the first time at like a burger place where they like give you an order number and everything. Is this actually going to be part of the cold open? I don't know. We'll get, we'll see. I'm telling a story. We'll see if it's good enough or gets any laughs. We're doing a trial run. Yeah. And worst case, we could think of something else. Sure. But yeah, so they hand me the number or whatever. And this is the first time I've ever been in Utah. First time ever ordering food in Utah. What was it called? It was called Crown Burger. Okay. Which I hear is a Salt Lake City specialty. They put pastrami on their hamburgers. It was pretty good. I have family from Salt Lake and have been having family in Salt Lake for a long time, but I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's a chain around there. I saw several of them. Anyway, I got my number and it says 666. Oh, God. So, um, tear it up. Yeah. That's their way of saying you ain't from around here, boy. I think that's what that means. I don't speak Utah in. Well, I do. My family's been there since the 1840s. I can help you out. Does that mean I should leave? Because I already left, but should I have left quicker? Uh, so did you get the pastrami burger? I did get this pastrami Rated burger. Out of five. I asked for it plain because I don't like vegetables because I'm a child, but they put them on there anyway. <laughs> okay. Out so of, I just scraped them off. Okay. Out of five, how good was it? Eh, like for a fast food burger out of five, if we're using that scale, it's probably a four. It's actually I'm really good. The pastrami added a lot to it. Well, nice. uh, the whole 666 thing, I know that I, you're fucked. Okay. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And with UAB on their way out of the conference, it sure felt good to beat them two times out of three, even though, you know, they also just happened to not be very good this year. Well, yeah. What does that leave um, tech's record at as it sits? We are 24 and 25. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alas. Uh, yes. With ULL and then FAU and UTSA left on the schedule, getting to a winning record may be easier said than done at this point. Oh, that I mean, yeah, yeah, not the season we expected. Not as at we all. Continue to Can't say. wait to wrap this one up. Well, it's going to be a while because we're going to somehow win the CUSA tournament, go to the College World Series, and win the whole thing. Hell yeah! Yeah, then it won't be an ironic. I can't wait to wrap this up. No, it'll just be. Uh, It'll just be us having to go on without Nathan because he will will... be the three of our in memoriam episode (laughs) where other people have to talk about how great we were before we died in Omaha celebrating tech winning before baseball championship. Before Nathan disintegrates and Evan enters the 10th dimension. (laughs) I'm just skipping. So anyway, uh, yeah, 24 and 25 took two out of three from UAB, but there was also a game against Northwestern there, wasn't there? Yeah. Last week uh, on what was it? The Tuesday night against the demons. Um, this was the game with the free mini bats that they were giving away. And, uh, Lit. anybody get one? My sister got me one. All right. Hey, and then we lost. Ah. So, the yeah. and then we lost. so maybe continues. we needed the, maybe the team was also using the mini bats. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So that would be very entertaining to watch. <laughs> would have been more entertaining than the game that they put on. Yeah, let's talk about that game and go through it very quickly. It was tied at one apiece after two innings, after solo shots by both squads. But a four-run inning by Northwestern, including four straight singles, wow. breaks that tie. A George Corona two-RBI double in the third and a Drost bases-loaded walk in the fourth make it a one-run game, five to four. The Demons had another in the sixth, but with men on second and third in the seventh, Philip Matulia singles home Drost, and McLeod comes in on an error, and it's a tie game. Jonathan Fincher comes in for relief for the eighth inning and gets three strikeouts. 
The leadoff hitter gets on base for both teams in the ninth, but nothing doing. And two extras we go. An uneventful 10th inning brings us to the 11th, where now in Ethan Bates' third inning of relief, he starts to unravel. I think he was just tired. Two infield singles, a hit by pitch, a double, and then a walk, and he gets the yank. His night is done. Nick Fraginals hits a batter and adds a run uh, and allows another to score on a wild pitch. And a Dalton Davis homer in the bottom of the 11th wasn't nearly enough to overcome all of that. And Northwestern State completes their season sweep of the Bulldogs with a 10-7 victory. Yeah, this sucks. That's a season sweep from them and ULM. So that's and we play ULL as yeah, we right record now, this. We're down one so. to nothing after the top of the first. It's been seven uh, minutes. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yep, I've got it pulled up on my phone down here, so I'll keep you all posted. Uh, uh, or maybe don't. I just won't. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe I just won't actually. So we all know how the uh, the part of the alma mater goes that uh, we say Louisiana Tech. I love the my alma mater. Whatever. I think that's a lyric. Uh, yep. Uh, but uh, good old Daniel Adams, who is a GTPDD member since its inception, uh, he would he would often tell me I'd go into his room at at the house on Barnett Springs, and he would say, uh, like after we lost a game or whatever, he would he would sing that part of the alma mater, but instead of saying what is written, he would say Louisiana Tech, you're disappointing me, my alma mater. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I feel man. like that that's appropriate right here. Losing to Northwestern. How many times have we played them? Just twice, right? But twice, twice. Yeah, still, a, away. still a sweep, of course, because they won both, both games. Both in extra innings. But still, they lost. And losing a tech yep. disappointed us greatly. Luckily, that disappointment didn't last too long, though, because the, the weekend started out really well. Yeah, I applaud you for quickly transitioning out of the losing well, and getting to the beatdown win Friday get, night. Unless Matt wants to bring it back around. No, I don't. But uh, just kind of closing up on that is, Nathan, you talked about the uh, the 666 burger that you ate in Utah. And then uh, <laughs> it wasn't the burger. My order number was 666. <laughs> I did not order the 666 burger first thing in Salt Lake City, Utah. And then Tech loses to the demons. So, yeah, that's a. Enough of that talk, because quite frankly, I, I'm I'm scared. Oh shoot! That was the day too. Flew in. Oh no! Oh wow! On Tuesday. Oh no! So Nathan oh, ordered the I Love Satan burger and <laughs> got. It was the 666 in Utah of all places. <laughs> yeah, but luckily I ordered up the Blazer Burger Friday night. All right. As Tech welcomed UAB to the Love Shack. Yeah, for the last time. This right? was. For the last time in conference, at least, Uh, this was a relatively close game throughout most of it. After five, the Bulldogs were up four to one, but UAB had seven runners left on base. So things could have kind of fallen the other way at any point. But the dam broke open in the sixth, where 10 Bulldogs came to the plate. Six hits, including two home runs, made it nine to two tech with three innings left to play. But we're not done. A George Corona grand slam in the seventh (laughs) makes it 13 to three. And a bases-loaded triple by McLeod gives us our final three runs in the eighth, and Tech wins the opener 16-3. Yeah, Yeah, second Friday game with five home runs and 21 hits in a row. So against MTSU last weekend, it was the same deal. Um, Can we pull it like a reverse BYU where they don't play on on Sundays (laughs) and we only play on Fridays? You know, yeah, there there were some stats posted on Twitter about our – about our like batting average on Fridays versus or Friday Saturday versus Sunday, and it's like, what the fuck are we doing on Sundays, man? But uh, 
we're not there yet, so let's continue to be happy. So Nathan eats a 666 burger, we lose to the demons, and we're bad on Sundays. I don't know what the problem is. Yeah. This team is an affront to God. <laughs> That's my takeaway as and well. That, and that is, I, that, is why, that, that is why no more Sunday games. Friday games only. Yeah, I think the devil is helping us conquer a dragon on Friday a little bit too. UAB only plates three runs, but they have 14 hits. We had 21, which is... You know, much larger than fourteen. Combined hits. Yes. Yeah. Do they do they have the game time on here? I'm curious what it is. Seventeen hours. Uh, Three oh eight. Yeah. It's actually surprisingly not that bad. Yeah. But yeah, there is a pitch clock in college baseball. I don't think it's as still three hours enforced or anything as the the other two games were two forty four and two forty four. There you go. I mean, it's not that much longer though. Compare like. There were only 16 hits in game two, and there were 13 hits in game three. And it, it was uh, not that much shorter. But yeah, 35 hits. Wow. That's a, that's the kind of game that you hope you're there for. I guess so. We just know that they weren't using the mini bats on Friday night. Saturday, though, uh, we'll have some other things to talk about this game in a second. But just to go through the game for a second, second matchup in a row, Tech doesn't really turn it on until late in the game. Down four to two, entering the bottom of the seventh, Tech scores three on one hit in that inning. Two hit by pitches, two bases on balls, and a single to take a five to four lead. The eighth adds some insurance thanks to three singles leading to two runs, but they aren't needed as Ethan Bates pitches clean frames in the eighth and ninth and Tech wins 7-4. to four. You know, uh, the hit-by-pitch thing seems to be super prevalent in college baseball. I feel like every other every it's, podcast we're talking about a hit-by-pitch. Well, Tech leads Conference USA right now in team hit-by-pitches. I'm pulling up the NCAA rankings right now. What is that right number, now, by the way? How many, find. Are you saying Tech leads in their pitchers hitting batters? No. And getting, oh, and getting beaned? Oh, yes. We're the beanie baby. <laughs> we're just really unlikable. Or the beanie baby. Pitchers just want to. Pitchers just want to hurt us. Yeah, Tech has seventy-seven hit by pitches. UAB on the season has thirty-seven, <laughs> which is tied for thirty-eighth nationally with Holy Cross and Missouri. Who's number one? Who's number one? I got to know. Uh, what's the number? The Campbell Camels have hundred and twenty-six hit by pitches. What? what are they called? The Campbell, like the soup. Camels. The Campbell Camels. The fighting camels, actually, to, to be specific. Yeah, they're like not not to be confused with the slovenly camels. <laughs> the just lay there camels. Yeah. <laughs> the, the sedentary camels. <laughs> <laughs> Campbell fighting camels uh represent Campbell University, go figure, located in uh North Carolina. Uh they are division one. Yeah, they're really good this year, too. Yeah, well. Yeah, that was where Greg Goff was before we hired him to be our baseball coach, before Lane Burroughs. I, uh, so they're from uh, Bowie's Creek, North Carolina, and their mascot is Gaylord the Camel. As if I couldn't love wow. these guys anymore. Nope, no pun <laughs> intended. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, but Nathan, you mentioned that we had some other things to talk about here in this Saturday game. I think you're talking about the umpire, right? Is that am I, I am correct? talking about the umpire? I think yeah. I said in the chat, it's always fun to to dog on someone just trying to do their best to be a neutral arbiter of the sport of baseball. But this guy fucking sucked. <laughs> that's not my words, but I will agree with it. There were a couple of very questionable calls they in this game, questionable. including one horrible. that we tweeted about. They're bad. Yeah, I'm not I'd, sure why. I'm, I feel like I'm trying to defend the guy a little bit. They were, but yeah, you're right. They were they bad. Were bad. I mean, my God, but go on, tell, tell the people. Yeah. First up was, uh, Evan, you ended up taking this Twitter, uh, this video and, and tweeting it out in slow motion <laughs> and 
slow-moing it and everything. Dalton Davis heads for home plate, gets down before the tag, whole arm hits before the tag, gets called out, says he missed the plate. <laughs> That's what the ump says, at least. Uh, yeah. Uh, got Lane Burroughs tossed because he comes up and he's like, he, he went up kind of just nonchalantly asking like, hey, like what? what and then the umpire told him he missed the plate and then he fucking goes bananas like he was like b-a-n-a-n-a-s yeah i mean he was you could basically just read his body language as being like are you fucking kidding me like you like you're gonna tell me that this man's whole ass arm missed the plate and like the tag was clearly late right his body is like halfway past the plate by the time the tag gets applied to his legs so it's kind of like you know, at that point, I think it's a pretty close game. Maybe we're even losing at that point. I- I'm not sure, but it was a weird play. Like the ball went off the first baseman's glove and the second baseman had to go back and get it. And like, so Davis tries to score from second and like, I, I don't know. It was pretty clearly safe watching it live. And then I went back and, uh, you know, there's no replay on our CUSA.TV uh, stream. So I went back and got the video after the game ended and i was like man that's kind of worse than i even thought yeah, so it's really bad and uh and, that but that was he wasn't done yet oh though. yeah yeah later in the game i didn't actually see this part live uh, i saw okay. kind of the aftermath of it and but the actual action itself i did not see live but george corona with two strikes tries to check his swing the catcher points down to third base or for one of the yeah. base paths to ask the umpire did he swing or not before the umpire even says yeah. anything, the home plate yeah. umpire says, no, that's a strike. You're out. You swung. And, well, he made the motion as, yeah, you you swung, but they didn't appeal. Like you said, Nathan, like the catcher tries to appeal because he's like, I don't know. I don't know. And then the umpire, like, you know, obviously it's a late call if there's been enough time to appeal. Like, yeah. So the home plate umpire just goes, you know, points at him and, and rings him up. And it's like. So Corona like looks back at him and says like, what? And then like he starts walking off, but he, but Corona like stopped to jaw at him a little bit. So then he gets tossed because you're not allowed to argue balls and strikes balls and strikes, which is a it, bigger deal than any other ejection. Because by doing that, he's not yeah. allowed to play on Sunday. Yeah. You get suspended for one game in, in league play. Uh, so now we got Burroughs tossed. We got Corona tossed. I'm tossed. Yeah. I, again, don't want to dog on the guy too much or anything, but those were some some bad calls. And we won the game. And that's what really I would be much more upset about this uh, if, you know, we had lost seven to four instead of one seven to four. But yeah. losing Corona for Sunday did impact us on the final game in Hold the final game of this. Why would series. we lose George? If you get thrown out of a game, you can't play the next one. If, if you, you get- argue balls and strikes with Come the umpire, on. you get kicked out an additional game. That is so. There's a few weak. other criteria for it too, that's but that's the so major one. Weak. Okay. Well, anyway, and it's weird because it's like not really arguing balls and strikes so much. He was like, "I didn't swing, right?" Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is technically a strike, strike call, or a ball. Yeah. But wow. I think they're just trying. You know, like you can argue balls and strikes all freaking day, right? Well, but hopefully like, one day they really go through with doing the the robots doing balls and strikes, so it's perfectly precise. As long as it's the robot from Backyard Baseball, I'm a fan. Now you're talking. Shout out shout out to the Backyard Series. Yeah, but Sunday, George Corona not able to play because of that ejection on Saturday. And 
Because of that, things don't quite go her way, I think. Landon Tompkins gets the start, but he looks pretty good. A no-hitter going through three only allows four hits and one walk through six. Struggles to open the seventh inning, loads the bases without a hit allowed, and he was pulled. Unfortunately, Cade Copeland and Greg Martinez were unable to keep all three uh, guys on base from scoring there. And worse than that inning in itself was that Tech was only able to put together four hits offensively on the night. And UAB was able to take the Sunday game 6-1. to one. Yeah, I could have borrowed a couple of those 21 hits from another, Friday. Another six. Uh, it's, it's so wild. Like, Sundays this season, we have had 10 games the whole season. In conference, we are 2-4. and four. Okay. We have scored 17 runs in those six games. 10 of them were in one single game against FIU, so that's 7 in the other 5. Huh. Uh, not great. And then we have scored 22 runs in our three non-conference Sunday games. 16 of those were against Northwestern on March 5th. So we have scored 13 runs in looks like seven of our nine Sunday games. Remember that time in in 2000 where the Saints brought in a voodoo priestess to get rid of the playoff curse? Do we need to do something (laughs) similar for the Sunday curse? That was against the Rams. Yeah, I was at that game. I was six years old. The fact that you were at that game blows my mind, dude. That's (laughs) awesome. But you didn't get to hear Hakeem drop the ball. Hakeem dropped the ball live. So yeah, that's um, it's yeah. What what a fucking guy, dude. Jim Henderson, one of the worst NFL announcers ever. That's getting cut. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Jim is easily one of the best ever. Shouts out, Jim. Higgs have flown. Hell is frozen over. The Saints are going to the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I, oh my God. That's a great what call. A call. Don't make that's me cry. That's a great call, but him calling Porter, picking the ball off, and his and his voice uh. breaking. It's picked <laughs> off. <laughs> oh man! All right, yeah. So that's that's a good way to transition out of this <laughs> shit ass game. Fan. <laughs> I grew up watching their shitty games on TV, though. Yeah, it, I mean, the only thing I'll say about this game is I think that's got to be the longest Tompkins has gone, right? And uh, he he looked pretty good until that seventh inning, and he just ran out of gas. So pretty cool to see. But yeah, enough about games that have already happened. Let's talk about future games. Yay! Everything is Chrome in the future. <laughs> this is a three-game series in Boca Raton, Friday at 5.30 Central, Saturday at 3 Central, and Sunday at 11 a.m. Central. <laughs> All three games streaming on Kusa.tv. Two final series for this platform before we can all unsubscribe forever. The Owls are 28 and 19 on the season, but 12 and 12 in conference play. Their RPI is 62, and text for reference, by the way, is 143. Nice. Very good against very bad teams. A record of 23 and 2 against teams of RPI above 150. So this basically, if your team is worse than average, they are very good against you. FAU is 23 and two. Uh, tech, like I said, is an RPI of 143. So that's the neighborhood of 101 to 150 in terms of quad win stuff. The Owls are five and four against teams in that area. Mm. So Tech has been just good enough this season to probably pose a threat to the Owls. Nice. Yeah. Evan, what can you tell me about this team? Yeah. I mean, looks like offensively, they're just about average in conference. Um, what stands out, though, is how often they they hit into double plays. So they have batted into a double play 39 times this season, Jeez. which is the most in Conference USA and 34th most in D1. So, um, you know, if they get runners on, that, that might be a, a way for us to clear it up pretty quickly. Um, on the mound, though, they're also pretty average. So 
That explains why they're 12 and 12, I guess. Their team ERA is 5.16, which is sixth out of the 11 teams in conference. And then most of the traditional stats, whip, um, average, all that sort of stuff, somewhere between fourth and sixth in conference. So not the best, but not the worst. Yeah, like doubles, triples, home runs, like every little category they have in the on the stat page, they are somewhere between fourth and sixth for pretty much every single one of them, which is almost impressive. It's like Dash and the Incredibles trying to finish second. Like they're trying not to raise too much suspicion, but they still want to yeah, be. Yeah, that slightly stupid good. fuck really did come in second. Should have smoked him. Yeah, that's my takeaway well, from if, the Incredibles. If they can, uh, if they can fucking wipe memories, just waste government money on winning everything and wiping memories after. Hell yeah, that's another run. Let's go. Oh, you're ahead of me. I thought you were celebrating Matt's <laughs> anti-government Incredibles fan fiction. It's not anti-government, it's pro-government. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, Evan, you said that the team is pretty average, but I'll tell you one thing that is not very average on this FAU team, and that is first baseman Nolan Shanuel. Nolan Shanuel, number three in college baseball oh. division one and batting average, number what one in college baseball at on-base wow. percentage, number two in college baseball in slugging percentage. They don't track OPS. I can't find a site that actually does this math for me. And I have, you know, I'm just too lazy to write a script that does it. I believe it's 1.524 OPS is the best in Division One baseball. Uh, uh, Tech just said a home run. Also, those stats are scary as fuck. <laughs> just walk this way, please. He's also 11 for 11 in stolen base attempts. So even when he gets what? on base, he's not what? done. He's a power hitter that's 11 for 11 in well, stolen, stolen bases. But what I. What I'm mostly confused uh, by. What the fuck, is, uh, dude? This guy. Why is he playing at FAU? He's from Boynton Beach, Florida. So? I don't know what that means. Yeah, so he said 11. Tech has only had 23 successful stolen so bases on the year as a team. On his own. Uh, this, yeah. this fucking guy has walked 50 <laughs> times and struck out 14. And he's batting 456 with 17 home how many, runs. How many home runs? 17. Yeah. I mean, he sounds like he's. That's not a lot of home runs either. It is for college. Eh, sort of. It's the most on the team. By so sure. But what I'm saying is, is like, he sounds like he's all, he can do it all. I mean, if you're, if you're getting contact like that, yes. I, it, he's definitely being pitched around well, it's like, because of it's like, I think Pete Rose had a shit ton of hits, but he didn't have a shit ton of home runs. He's hit home runs, but this kid sounds like he can hit, he can hit for contact and get the ball in the field to play and get on base. He's also hitting it over the fence, <laughs> stealing bases, and uh, his on base percentage is fucking eleven. All right, but Matt, he's tied for the 29th most in home runs this season in college baseball. Who's got the most, and how many is it? The most is Jack. Oh God, Caglione uh-huh. from Florida, who has 27. Oh wow. wow, that's a lot. It is a lot when you consider it's like a 50 game season. Yeah, this. I mean, this guy. He's got the most walks on their team, the least strikeouts on their team. Yeah, he has the most walks in Kusa. What's his kid's name again? Nolan Shanuel. The third most hit by pitches in Kusa. Good old Nolan Shanuel. There he is. We need the Manuel on He's one of the goofiest looking fuckers I've ever seen in my life. He's got the size. He's got the size too, man. He bats left. So he's got that. Six three one nine. Bat left too because of fucking course. He was a preseason All-American, dominant first year, whatever the fuck. Hit three, yeah, three sixty nine. Yeah, last hit three eighty seven against Cusa teams. 
Uh, 100th career run batted in on May 7th against La Tech last year. First team all CUSA, Southeast all regional second team. He's already hit, he's already had 100 career, 100 RPIs. Uh, he is the number 39 draft prospect wow. according to MLB.com. And that, I wonder what, like, uh, because obviously he's not a pitcher. I wonder what his rank is, is like, you know, outfielder or whatever the fuck, infielder or whatever it is. He's a non-pitcher. I bet he's top 20. Yeah, that's un- that's unbelievable. I don't know why the fuck he would slip to FAU. Yeah. I mean, typically you'd think that someone like that would. FAU's pretty good usually, but I mean. Yeah, but they're not a, they're not perennial. This kid's like a fucking phenom. You'd think he'd go to, I don't know, Texas or LSU or Florida or Louisiana Arkansas Tech. or something. <laughs> Please. Yeah, right. Or Miami or something. I don't know. But to fall to FAU is I mean, How many miles from the beach are they that they always claim to be? It's a big thing for them. It's like 1.6 miles <laughs> to the beach. Whatever they printed on their basketball court. Oh, fuck that basketball court. I don't want to talk about oh, that. Yeah, this guy's obviously <laughs> the player to watch. So uh, enough said on that. Yeah, here, here's a few more names for you. Dylan Goldstein and Jackson Ross have also been pretty great, but they're definitely living in Chanuel Shadow. An OPS of somewhere in the 900s for each of those two guys. So they're dangerous, but it's it's hard to live up when one of your players yeah, is batting 1.524 OPS. Yeah. Um, pitching, though, has been a struggle, especially starting pitching. Uh, CJ Williams has emerged lately as their Friday night guy. I don't know if they'll do any change-ups or anything like that uh, in terms of their lineup this yeah, week. Yeah, they probably will throw some change-ups, if I had to guess. Maybe some sliders as well. Yeah, 3.07 ERA. Won't shock anyone from C.J. Williams, but they've been kind of searching for starting pitching all year. He started out in the bullpen. Uh, Jacob Josie has pitched on Saturdays uh, and kind of has been for at least most of the season, but his 5.12 ERA isn't scaring anyone. Uh, Plus, if we look at a one-game sample this past weekend against Charlotte, he gave up six earned runs and two innings pitched. So like Tech, I think this is a team that has really struggled to find their weekend starters. We at least have Jonathan Fincher, and it doesn't seem like they even have that guy that they can really count on. may have an off game every now and then, but as usually their dominant whatever night starter, they just don't seem to have one of those guys. They do have a pretty decent reliever, closer kind of guy, though. And Robert Weigelnick, his ERA of 1.89 is best on the team and is pretty impressive. Yeah, only allowing 186 against him with a 1.29 whip. So pretty good. For this game against FAU, Warren Nolan's RPI predictor expects the Owls to win all three games this weekend with final scores predicted of, should I take that back? Things have changed since the last time I refreshed this site. Right now, Warren Nolan's RPI predictor predicts the Bulldogs to only win one game of the three-game series against the Owls with FAU winning on Friday 8 to 6 and Sunday 7 to 4. I mean, of course they would win Sunday, but the Bulldogs will take the Saturday game 5 to 3 is what Warren Nolan's RPI predictor predicts. Massey ratings on the other hand predicts them all to be pretty close games, a 49% chance to win each of these games for the Bulldogs, so a final score predicted of 6 to 5 for each because Massey doesn't differentiate between the days of the week. That's some close final scores predicted. Do we think that they will be as close as Massey thinks? Or do we think that, I mean, minus the Sunday game that we've already written off on our taxes, uh, <laughs> that we may have a runaway game one way or another during the Friday or Saturday games? I'm taking 2-1. The one being the Sunday? Of course. Uh, I think we'll take Friday and lose the other two. 
and beat ULL tonight for the record. We're up 32 right now, but that's a safe bet. That's not no, actually. That's I take that back. Oh no, I cursed it. It's definitely not a safe bet at this point. Oh, because we're winning was what I was going for. But yeah, you know what? I think Tech sweeps them. Wow. Well, that's a take. You think we're gonna win on Sunday, or is it gonna gonna be like on Sunday? Is it going to be like a, hey, we got to play a doubleheader on Saturday because of rain type of situation that helps us I win? I check Miami weather real quick. <laughs> Sorry, Boca Raton, because they're so much different. Uh, yeah, there's supposed to be rain Saturday and Sunday. So, hmm. you know. Triple header on Friday. Yeah. Fucking triple <laughs> Let's header. do it. Bring it on. <laughs> anyway, yeah, one thing we skipped earlier were text players of the week. Uh, players that we might expect to have great things happen this coming week against FAU. Evan, was there a tech batter or hitter that really stood out to you this past week that you hope will carry over? Yeah, I mean, I thought um, I thought that Colton Hegwood looked really good. I'm kind of curious why he didn't play on Sunday. Put Birchfield back in at, at the DH position and kind of shuffled some people around. But he actually has the best OPS on the weekend at 1.75. Um, he's in, in that first game, he had a walk, two singles and a double. And then on Saturday he had a double and another walk. So, I mean, he's finding the ball here. So I was curious why they didn't play him on Sunday. I believe he's playing right now against ULL. So we'll see moving forward. And, you know, obviously we need to find some hits. So good on Colton Hegwood for kind of really having his first good weekend as a bulldog that I remember. Yeah, it was Birchfield that replaced him, right, in the lineup, and who had a pretty good Sunday game himself. Yeah. The only game he played in. A strikeout, but then also a walk on a double. Ends up second best on the team for OPS. Yeah, only four hits in that game. So so not good on him for getting one of those four. Oh, right. Yeah. I thought you said he had four hits. I was like, oh, God, this thing is wrong. Uh, Dalton Davis is another guy, a guy who played all three games, including a home run in the Friday matchup. Not as successful on Sunday, but, you know... The whole team kind of struggled there, an OPS of 1.266. Uh, with his sliding into home plate and getting called out and everything, uh, you know, I'm giving it to him. Yeah. Then I will go with the Darius because I only put together a good weekend after a struggle-filled season. I take it it's been a struggle-filled season. I remember he didn't he didn't too, yeah. do too hot against Arkansas when we were down there for that game, so I know it's been a hard year for him. But yeah, I think Adarius Myers is a great choice, Matt. Uh, 1.2 OPS on the weekend, especially that first game, his first three at-bats, single, home run, double, just needs a triple for the cycle, but he he, uh, he hits a fly ball and gets out and then has another single at the end Still of the game. Mammoth. Four, four for five on Friday night, so we will take that every single game, obviously. Imagine. Even on the days where we run out. It's 747 for the year. <laughs> yeah enough about baseball though evan softball happened this week yeah softball has been struggling a little bit lately um but it did happen so we'll talk about it here they they um lost to ull on wednesday at home at doc billy's eight to one and then lost two of three on the road to close out the regular season at western kentucky they were battling with western kentucky um for you know, seeding, we're pretty much tied with them going into the weekend and we're able to scrape out a win in a 13 inning end of double header on Saturday, six to three uh, to salvage one game of that three game set. So they go into the Conference USA championships held at home, Doc Billy's starting at 10 a.m. tomorrow, Wednesday, 
um, against Middle Tennessee. Um, we did lose two or three at home to Middle Tennessee back in March. So hopefully we can get some revenge and continue on in the conference tournament. It's a double elimination tournament and it's all on ESPN plus looks like. Nice. And helping that lady text our team will be the now back to back conference USA freshman of the year. Oh. For the Lady Texters, Sierra Sacco last year won the award and pitcher Allie Floyd has won it this year. Floyd has led Tech to 122 innings pitched while posting a 2.52 ERA and a 1.11 whip. Her four saves rank second among on-conference USA pitchers and the team ERA is 2.36, the lowest by a Tech team since 1999, and she's only brought that average further down. So that's pretty impressive stuff, especially from a freshman. Yeah. I mean, shout out Allie Floyd uh, really came in. We only had one real starting pitcher last year. And so she came in and we really, really needed her to shine right away. So obviously getting that back-to-back freshman of the year award, you know, two for two under coach Josh Taylor in his second year here with back-to-back Conference USA freshman of the year. So must be doing something right. Watch out recruiting violations. I would love... Has anyone ever uh, homered? Has <laughs> ever homered and uh, ridden the bat to first base like it's a pony? <laughs> I would think more like a, a broom from Harry Potter. Yes. Uh, so softball, not the only sport this week. We're kind of winding down here at the end of the scholastic calendar. Track and field has their outdoor championships for the conference USA outdoor championships in Denton this upcoming weekend. And I'm volunteering Evan to go. Oh, God. Yeah, go to a 12-hour track meet. Oh, very exciting. <laughs> yeah, just yell run faster the entire time. Hey, I'll just go to, like, the shot put and tell them that. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Confuse our enemies. Track and field. Sports. Yeah, so that's all the sports. That is all the sports. No, There's not many but, uh, right now. My God, it's already May, fellas. It won't be long, and it'll be uh, time to be vastly disappointed in football again. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the offseason. Got to get this offseason podcast ready. We do have our fun. Got to have some quiz shows, some rewatches, you know, fun stuff. What if there's like an intramural league we could cover? We can we can recap Nathan's uh, Nathan's Outer softball co- game well, with my kickball no, no, no. Yeah. Hey, walked in a run. It happens a lot in college, and it's just kind of sad. Well, you know what, was else, what else was kind of sad this week? Sad? The tweet of the week. <laughs> probably not sad. That probably wasn't my best transition. I was kind of what? Not sure. Like, okay. So this week's through the week goes to at Reddit CFB who tweets our community uh, has yes. some really talented artists. Um, could because someone on r slash CFB tweeted out the Louisiana tech logo, but instead of Louisiana, it's California because the LA stands for Los Angeles. And as their famously version. misreported in a Japanese periodical when good old Colby Cameron was a quarterback for the Fujitsu hey, Frontiers. Shout out Fujitsu Frontiers, that, man. They said well, not that, shout them out if we were confused if they confused us yes, with Los they, Angeles. They said that Colby Cameron from Louisiana uh, Los Angeles yeah, Tech. So this this guy uh, says, I so. always wondered why Los Angeles Tech had such a casual attitude about the faithfulness <laughs> of the map in their logo. <laughs> so I took the liberty of making a more professional mock-up. Please let me know what you guys think. I really hope this helps gain the university more traction. <laughs> yeah. I sent that logo to my cousin in California and he said, I didn't even know there was a Los Angeles Tech. <laughs> Damn. That about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please on Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. 
or head to our blog, gtpdd.dog, where you can get this month's shirt of the month. The May shirt of the month, it's $20, by the way, or I, I believe up to $25, depending on how large of a size you end up getting, is our very popular sticker design, but put on a shirt. You know, Tech 22 driving a car with sunglasses on. Great, great fucking logo, great fucking shirt. I was hoping it was going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be May themed, but that's okay. You can get it in the sky blue, the the Columbia blue color that we often do, or royal, or, you know, like a gray color too. So you have options is what I'm saying. Go and check them out. See how it looks. gtbdd.dog slash shop. While you're there, you can also get previous shirts of the month or stickers. I like, man, Catherine's going to kill me if I buy another shirt, man. Man has a shirt that fetish, ladies and gentlemen. If you want your relationship with your significant other to be ruined by apparel shopping, <laughs> gtbdd.dog. And you guys shop. just wait until Louisiana Tech gets a home field. Oh. Uh, well, because, she already knows uh, the deal there. She already, yeah. Because then it's going to be... So, sir, what drove you into absolute destitution? Well, you know, my university... All right, well, that about wraps it up. Um, so until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. And that was Matt who left the call prematurely. And until next time, I'm ne- go. <laughs> until next time, <laughs> just a never-ending loop. <laughs> <laughs> and go tech. Please don't die. We got Burroughs tossed. We got Corona tossed. I'm tossed. Yeah. As it, as in I've had too much to drink. I think that's a British slang. <laughs> no, in, in Britain, they say uh, we're going to get pissed. Or as I learned while I was there, <laughs> this is a true story. I was at a pub in Leeds with my dad and my gr- <laughs> my grandfather. I've never told this story to anybody. Not because it's crazy or anything, but it's true. It's just I've never had a reason to, and it just came to my mind when Nathan said that. Uh, We were doing trivia, and a Sex Pistols question came up, and I got it wrong. And uh, the guy from across the bar that got it right, (laughs) he yelled at me, You got it fucking wrong, and I'm pissed as a fart! (laughs) I didn't know what to say. I was was dumbstruck. And then I I went to the hotel... And I typed it in. I was like, pissed as a fart. And it turns out that that is something that British people say. That's like a code word to activate a sleep rating. Yeah, pissed like, as a fart. And I've never told anybody that story. If I forgot it until Nathan said loaded and thought it was British. No. I said tossed, to be Whatever. fair. Urban Dictionary yeah. has my back on it. I'm not sure if it's British Toss. or not, but it does have my definition Well, now for you it. know the phrase uh, pissed as a fart. I do. Yep. And we have an episode title. We do not have an episode title. (laughs) I'm going to have to use that next time I'm trying to get drunk. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's, so yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, you would think that the ump in this game was pissed as a fart. (laughs) He did seem pissed as a fart at times. Uh, his, his, uh, we're cutting that. Okay. We can transition out of pissed out of a fart. (laughs) Just, hey, just cut it and don't worry about (laughs) it. They'll have to urban. Exactly. Exactly. So, like Matt did in the bar so many years ago, which is a story you probably don't had, get to hear. I had to wait. Well, you'll listen to it, but you'll hear it in the codas where yeah, my thought probably. is right now. Ah. But that uh, I had to look it up in the moves I had to look it up in the hotel, and I only had thirty minutes of free Wi-Fi, so I had to keep coming with fake emails to keep free Wi-Fi at the hotel.